0: Good morning, church. I trust everybody is well this morning as we continue to preach and endure this online way of church. But let us continue to listen to the sermon so that we can allow God and his word to comfort and encourage us. And again, I just thank you all for your love, your prayers, your support and your patience as we endure this online preaching. I invite you now all to turn with me to Psalm 33 as we read the entire psalm and as we just enjoy the message from this psalm. That's Psalm 33, starting at verse 1. Shout for joy in the Lord, O you righteous. Praise befits the upright. Give thanks to the Lord with the lyre. Make melody to Him the harp of ten strings sing to him a new song play skillfully on the strings with loud shouts for the word of the Lord is upright and all his works is done in faithfulness he loves righteousness and justice the earth is full of the steadfast love of the Lord by the word of the Lord the heavens were made and by the breath of his mouth their host. He gathers the waters of the sea as a heap. He puts the deeps in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke and he came to be. He commanded and it stood firm. The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He frustrates the plans of the people. The counsel of the Lord stands forever, the plans of his heart to all the generations. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people whom he has chosen as his heritage. The Lord looks down from heaven. He sees all the children of man. From where he sits enthroned, he looks out on all the inhabitants of the earth. He who fashions the hearts of them all and observes all their deeds. For our heart is glad in him, because we trust in his holy name. Let your steadfast love, O Lord, be upon us, even as we hope in you. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this encouraging psalm. Seeing that our life is in your hands, and you are sovereign over everything. And we thank you, Father, for your word, that your word can strengthen us and give us that hope to keep looking to you for guidance, wisdom, knowledge, understanding and strength as we endure this time. Be merciful to me as I continue to preach like this. Sustain me and enable me to preach in a way that will Exalt your Son's name and glorify and honour your name. Please work in the hearts of those that listen. May they listen and hear what your word, what you have to say to their hearts. Please, Father, be merciful to us all and continue to help all the pastors that are preaching this way via online, either audio or video. May you sustain us. May you encourage us through your word to have the patience to endure this time. And if it's your will, Father, we will be back together in person sooner than later, where we can enjoy the fellowship, where we can stimulate each other to love and good works and encourage each other to keep on fighting the good fight for the sake of Christ. But help me now, Father, to be clear and logic as I preach from your word. Pray and ask this in Jesus' name. Amen this morning i thought we could look at a psalm and to be encouraged to rest our hearts in god this is a wonderful psalm that reminds us of god's sovereignty that god is in complete control of this world and us and this is what we should be doing during this time of stress and worry and concern not knowing what lies ahead we should be resting our hearts in God and the question is do we find ourselves doing this are we resting our hearts in God especially as we endure this pandemic as we work through covid 19 or whatever else is going on in your life I know that we will struggle because of patience we're so used to getting our own way at times we are so used to doing our own thing now we have to wait on the Lord for him to help and intervene as your pastor I also need to endure these uncertain times and I also need to rest my heart in God is it easy no Because our hearts are fickle, they're fragile, they're weak, they can be restless, and they can easily be distracted by the things of the world. And all these things can cause in our hearts fear, anxiety, and fear. So the question is, are we resting our hearts in God? It's it's like you speak to the people around you that have been um, tested positive for COVID-19. And they go and they have the test done, but then they have to wait for the results, the unknown. And And it's hard. They find it hard to rest in God and wait on Him for the results. And the reason... Why it's hard? Because resting our heart in God requires discipline. It requires discipline to sit at the feet of Jesus. It requires work and we should go to Jesus and sit at his feet because he said, all you are weary and heavy laden, come to me and I will give you rest. Rest for your souls, rest for your heart. And yes, there's there's eternal rest there's our salvation in Jesus but there's an ongoing rest that we need every day and this is a, a powerful promise that I will give you rest and as we rest in Jesus we can do what the psalmist said when he wrote wait for the Lord be strong and let your heart take courage yes wait for the Lord and that's what we should be doing every day resting in God, waiting on Him. But as we do this, so our hearts grow in strength and courage and they grow sh- stronger. And the Christians should be doing this. But are we any different to the world? The unbeliever, who are they finding their rest in? Who are they resting their heart in? Well, We just look around us and some people would be resting their hearts in alcohol, thinking they can drown their sorrows. And that's going to take their their problem away. Some people rest their hearts in in medicating their hearts with food or or going on a shopping spree and and buying things. Some people try to rest their hearts in in listening to to music or or going to the movies and, and escape the reality of life temporarily and unfortunately some people without even try to rest their hearts in anything they just go and commit suicide escape from the reality of life and all its problems and hardships and pain but for the christian it's a privilege to know that god has saved us he's given us a new heart we are a new creature. He's put a new spirit in us. And now we can go and rest our hearts in Him. What a privilege is that. But will we rest our hearts in God? And that's all I want to do this morning is is challenge us. And and, and encourage us with two reasons from Psalm 33 verses 1-2, to why we can rest our hearts in God. Why we, we should be resting our hearts in God. Now the problem is, if we know little about God, then we're not going to rest our hearts in God. We're going to continue to rest our hearts in something else. It's like if we know very little about snakes, and then we see just an ordinary house snake slith- slithering around in our house or in our garden, that's going to cause us to, to panic. But if we know what kind of snakes are in our area we won't panic and if we know our God we will rest in him to help us with our fears and anxiety so this first reason why we can rest our hearts in God is because God is sovereign over his creation which we see in verses 1 to 11 this is such a beautiful psalm; it reminds us of God's sovereignty over his creation and then Lord willing next Sunday we look at over us but let's first look at over creation and to know that God is sovereign is to is to help us wake up and shout for joy in the Lord and we should as his righteous people we should have A joy. We should start the day by praising the Lord. Singing praises to God. Sing for joy in the Lord. This is how we should wake up. This is how we should start the day. We should start reading God's word. Praying God's word. And then singing God's word. And then go out there and fight the good fight. Because we live in a fallen world. Sin is around us. The flesh is is weak. And at times, strong. And there's a world that, that lures, lures us in to temptation. If, we, if we, Let's put it this way. If we are in God's Word, and we are reading God's Word, and we do go through the day, and we see and we experience God's mercy and grace, then we're going to wake up the next day singing praises, Going to God's word because we want to experience his mercy and grace every day. And to experience this will cause us to sing. To know that our God is in control of this world. I think of it like this. I know at times when I wake up and you can smell a a delicious breakfast. And how your taste buds, your whole bean starts to sing in a way that you can't wait. Your appetite is stirred up. And, and, and you just can't wait to, to experience this delicious breakfast. And yes, there will be occasions when you do wake up and there's a delicious breakfast. And, and you, you don't want it because of how you're feeling. And it's the same thing. If we are experiencing God's goodness, then we too can wake up with joy singing. And yes, there will be days when it will be harder than other days. It also depends what's going on in our life. But the more we trust God and the more we rest in God, the easier it comes to find a song for God in our hearts. But one of the reasons, if you look at the psalm, the reason the, the reason why there's so much joy and singing in the psalmist's heart is because of verse 4 and 5. For the word of the Lord is upright and all his work is done in faith faithfulness. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the steadfast love of the Lord. See, the psalmist can wake up and he can sing praises to God because of God's Word and God himself. He knows God's Word is upright, meaning that God's Word is right and true. God's Word can be trusted. That's one of the reasons why we can rest in God, because we have a word that we can trust. But are we trusting God's word, resting our hearts in it? Scripture is God-breathed and is profitable to help us, to train us in righteousness, to train our hearts to rest in God and His word. And when you are reading scriptures, Nothing will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Nothing. What a great promise. What a great promise that we can rest our hearts in when we are going through difficulty. That nothing will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. And that is a promise we can trust. Because God's word is upright. God's word is right and true god cannot lie god is holy and just and blameless and pure and righteous our god is a holy god and we can trust his word and his word is trustworthy that one problem with Christianity is that we're losing to call the Bible the authoritative Word of God. We're growing up in times where we don't see God's Word as the authoritative Word of God, that it has authority, and that the authority doesn't lie with me when I preach. The authority lies with God's Word as I let it out into your hearts and minds through the preaching We need to trust God's word. We need to know that it's the authoritative word of God. And if we read it and meditate on it, and we get into scripture, we will know this God. We will see his work done in all faithfulness. And we will know he loves righteousness and justice. And the earth is full of his loving kindness. And that will help us to rest in him. I mean, surely, when you you read verses 4 to 5 you should be stirred up to to break out into praises maybe even a doxology now the king eternal immortal invisible the only god be honor and glory forever and ever amen and the same god who has given us his word is the same god who has created the heavens by his word the heavens and the earth And he is sovereign. We see that now in verses 6 to 11. We see that the God who has given us an upright true word is the same God that has created the heavens and the earth and who is sovereign over it according to, like I said, verses 6 to 11 of Psalm 53. Our God is involved. He upholds by the power of his word, the world. In him we have our being, we move and have our being. He upholds, he's before all things, and in him all things hold together. And I've mentioned this in the past some people think that God has created the universe and that he's withdrawn himself from his creation like deism and you've heard me mention that that they say that god has just wound up this world it's like a clock and now it's just ticking by if that is so the world would be far worse than it is our god is involved and there's two great words that we need to bring back into our churches to know that our god is a great awesome all-powerful god the one is God is transcendent. This means God is beyond us and our world. He's otherly. Example, you look at a tree, God is not the tree. God is beyond the tree. So, transcendent is so important. God is otherly, He's not like us. Like I said, you look at a tree, God is not the tree, God is beyond the tree. And another word is God is immanent. This means that God is with us. You look at a tree, God is present. You look at a person, God is present. And He has made everything. God is not like us. He is otherly. And He is the all-powerful Creator God. And He sovereignly rules over His creation according to His own purposes and will. And we can rest our heart In this fact that no power or other force can oppose God successfully. No one can overrule God. No one can do anything. God is sovereign. And He is the one that is in complete control of this universe. Now we we look at Jesus calming the sea and calming the storms and walking on the sea. And I think in Luke chapter 8 verses 22... To 25 we read about Jesus calming a storm and then we can always sometimes we over spiritualize it and we say look at look how Jesus takes care of our storms in our life etc etc but that passage Luke chapter 8 verses 22 to 25 is actually showing us that the Son of God Jesus is sovereign over his creation. We know that. But the disciples didn't know that because they said, Who is this man? We know that this man, Jesus, is the Son of God. And and there is our hope to rest our hearts in Him. Him who is sovereign over his creation. He's showing us how he controls the wind, the storms, even this virus. That's why we can rest in God, because He is sovereign over His creation. And then we read on as we work our way through the Psalm. Why did our sovereign creator God create this world? Well, verse 8 tells us. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. David. Wrote in a psalm, the heavens declare the glory of God and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. And when we see that, we we should fear God. Our first question should be, who made all this? Who created all this? But yes, we know there's worldviews out there that do not look to God. I'm not interested in giving God any Acknowledgement that he created this world. That's why God's creation is known as general revelation. It's available to everybody to see God's eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived. So man is without excuse. God being revealed through the ordinary creation or the ordinary creatures of his universe. God is revealed by creation. Nobody in this world is ignorant of God. They can all see who God is. They cannot complain that God has not revealed himself clearly enough. He has. The heavens declare the glory of God. And the sky above proclaims his handiwork. And what's supposed to happen when people look at this and they ask, Who made all this? Are we Christians awake to point them to God and then point them To Christ Jesus. Because it's through him. We know the true living God. Who is worthy. Worthy Are you our Lord. And our God to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things. And because. Your will. They existed and were created. Because of your will. They existed and were created. God is worthy to be praised by everybody. But not everybody. Wakes up sings praises and songs to God and worships Him. And to deny God as the Creator God is to undermine the worship of God and His sovereign control over it. So we we need to know that God's general revelation is pointing us to, to God, showing us His glory and in return we Make this known to the unbeliever because only special revelation the special story of salvation through christ jesus can save us and can help us then stand in awe of god and know that he is sovereign over his creation and nothing catches him by surprise like i said he's before all things and in him all things hold together so god is sovereign over his creation Look at the world. Who allows terror to fall upon this world? The nations of this world? Well, God in His sovereignty. He frustrates their intentions and, and nullifies their plans. That is what verse 10 of Psalm 33 is telling us. The Lord brings the council and the nation to nothing. He frustrates the plans of the peoples. And how many of our plans have been frustrated through COVID 19? How many of us planned October, September, September, October, November to do something great in December, maybe even go to the beach on holiday? Who has frustrated our plans? God, He is sovereign. But are we resting in Him, the one who frustrates? our intentions, and nullifies our plans. And he's the one that will make nations great, and he's the one that will destroy them. He enlarges nations, and he leads them away. According to verse 11 of Psalm 33, God's plans and his sovereign will are unchanging, for they can never be frustrated by anyone. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. And and that's So encouraging, knowing that we can rest our hearts in a faithful, trustworthy God, in His Word and in Himself, because our God, the Creator God, is sovereign over His creation. So our first reason that we looked at from Psalm 33, God is sovereign over His creation, and, and hopefully we've been encouraged through this that we can rest our hearts in Him, And this is why we can. But will we rest our hearts in God? Will we look to Jesus? Because there on the cross he died to bring us to his Father. But he's also said, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. What a beautiful promise. As a Christian, we can rest our hearts in God our Father, in God the Son, and in God the Holy Spirit. Three persons, one God. We can rest our hearts in the Trinity, in the triune God surely this encourages us to find rest and to rest our hearts in God surely this gives us reason to rest our hearts in God the one you said come to me all who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest will we be encouraged and trust god and his word for us to rest our hearts in him let's pray father we thank you that we have the scriptures to give us hope to encourage us that we have your word to to help us to to rest in you but forgive us father when we are we find ourselves not resting in you we find ourselves being wise in our own eyes, leaning on our own understanding, and just try to to do things in our own flesh and wisdom. But forgive us, Father. We know if we turn to you and rest in you, you make our path straight. You're the one that will give us the peace that surpasses all understanding, that you will guard our heart and mind in Christ Jesus. So help us, Father. Give us the wisdom. Yes, to to wake up in the morning, to read your word, to sing praises to you and knowing that we can rest in you because you are a trustworthy, upright, blameless, righteous, holy, just God. There is no evil, no lie, no darkness found in you. You are the light of this world. Help us. Father, please give us wisdom to rest our hearts in you. And I pray and ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me close with a benediction, a lovely benediction. You know it from Numbers. We desperately need this benediction in our own hearts to rest in God. Number 6, starting at verse 24. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And all God's children say, Amen.